remember how we got into this game because so this this was a game that we had it at school uh when i was in i don't know somewhere between first and fourth grade it was in okay. the computer lab and i don't know if we just had like a license so we didn't have to use this thing but a part of me has a memory of needing the box to play it or something i don't remember now i went to a, a kind of a smaller montessori school so it wasn't like mm. a and, and I, I was in daycare like not what is it called after school care whatever um and that was when we'd play this or commander keen or yeah uh, we had putt putt some others i don't know some of those kind of old commander keen is damn near the only old pc game that i have memories of actually playing. yeah commander keen is uh is is fun. I like that game. Yeah, that's great. Um it was it was like my first um it was like my first foray into like, oh cool. You can play a platformer on a not Nintendo. <laughs> you know, like it's like Where Nintendo did you play it? like Nintendo was video games for, for me like growing up. Like that was my first console and I was just like for a, for a few years when that's just what you have like the concept of video games existing outside of that one machine is like really bizarre <laughs> like i don't i don't know if that's just me but like like the NES and Mario and Tetris and Double Dragon were like that was it that was what video games were and then like slowly over time i think it was like my uncle or possibly even my no i think it was my uncle yeah that uh that had commander keen on his pc and introduced me to it and i was like "Yo, this is cool yeah i didn't know you could <laughs> <Yeah>. do this <laughs> i remember we i i had a i had a nintendo and we had a um <clears throat> we had a sega genesis pretty early when it came out so i i had like the concept of there being other other game consoles but i didn't really mm. think about computers at all and except for like oregon trail <laughs> or something like that even oregon trail was later for me Okay, yeah. Like I did play it, but that was like I don't think I had a I don't think I had a PC with like Oregon Trail on it until like I want to say like middle school. Oh, I didn't own we didn't own a comp the computer. It was at it was at the school that I was at. No, they, I mean like I didn't the... have it at school until about middle school. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the we we had those like, you know, five and a half inch floppies for Oregon Trail that we'd we'd uh I wanna say that was in we we had one computer in the kindergarten classroom that I was in. And so so where my uh, birthday was in October, I was either going to be the youngest kid in the class, or the oldest kid in the class. So I just had two years of kindergarten because they decided it'd be easier if I was like older in class. Yeah, that so makes I sense. remember. And that's and interesting because school. I almost did the exact opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. When I started kindergarten, I could read already mm -hmm. and they were doing like ABCs. So after like a couple of <laughs> after like a couple of months, um, my kindergarten teacher went to my parents and was like, we don't have anything to teach him here. He's like, <laughs> like this year is basically a waste of time for him. 
Yeah. And he's already five, so we're kind of thinking we should just bump him up to first grade. I could, yeah. The I, I don't know what it would have been since the Montessori school is way different in terms of how they do teaching and stuff because mm. it's the the grade is like less relevant because you're pretty much just doing. I mean, it. it because like grades, first through third grade was all one classroom yeah. at the school that I was in. And then like fourth through eighth grade was one classroom. Like it was really small. I mean, so, grades don't really even matter until you hit like seventh or eighth anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's the, basically just behavioral. <laughs> yeah. And the tasks that we were doing, it wasn't really because, you know, Montessori set up, but there's group tasks and stuff. But there's also a lot of individual like here. Here's a card with a task on it. Do the task. So it was it didn't. That me being in the, I mean, to be honest, not like I really remember it anyways. It's kindergarten. Yeah. Of like I remember bits and pieces of it, but it's not I like I was my doing the teacher's name. And I remember there was, oh, yeah, me kid, too. And I remember there was a kid in class that liked to play with dinosaurs and always, uh, and always like grabbed the triceratops and dug it into my back. Wow. Cool. Yeah. What a good what friend. A, I, did, I don't, I did not James. have that. James. I did not have that experience. Yeah, but it wasn't like I was doing the same thing for two years because it's it's way different in terms of how they. Yeah, that makes sense. How they structure the yeah. the classroom stuff. I mean, I probably did some of the same stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's always overlap. Yeah, especially like like I got so much overlap going through school when I was growing up because because I kept moving. Oh sure, yeah. So yeah, like, like a school district might teach one thing slightly oh, different than totally different. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I went to kindergarten on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And then I like I moved around so much in my first grade year. I had three different schools in two states. Oh, my God. And then I went to second grade in a different school than my than any of the first grade school. And then third grade through the start of fifth grade in a different school and then moved during my fifth grade year to Traverse City. That's where I finished oh, okay. fifth grade and went up through eighth. And then that was the end of public school for me until college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, yep, that's what I remember you saying. So, like, there was, like, no consistency. I had a, a very different experience. I, I went to the Montessori school from preschool through sixth grade. <laughs> Yeah, that... and then then I went to public school for like seventh through high school. It was, the strangest thing was my first assignment in seventh grade uh, science class because we were supposed to answer these questions from the book, and I answered them like as if like I read the question and then I thought about it and I gave my best response and I got a really bad grade on it. And the and the teacher was like, "You're not supposed to come up with your own answers. You're supposed to just copy the answer from the book." <laughs> and i was like well yeah but I, I use the book description and stuff i just put it in my own words like no just copy it right from the book and i was like okay public school's really weird <laughs> Oof. that I mean, is an indictment it, it felt it felt weird man it was such a different i mean it, obviously it's where i went for the next what six years but sure. so it's not like and i mean i went to college and yeah you, you did all right all that other stuff. And so it's not like I think public school is bad. It was just a really weird uh, juxtaposition of, yeah. of being in the type of setting where it was, you know, it was trying, trying to create that sort of mindset of figuring it out for yourself or trying to. Right. Um, it's, it's teaching critical thinking versus just like hardcore memorization, <laughs> regurgitation, teach to the test. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, 
Well, and it's you're a, thinking about there like this this teacher had, you know, probably two hundred kids over the course of the day, yeah. whereas in Montessori school there was thirty kids across four grades or whatever, right? right like right, it was right. so there's it's a it's a totally different classroom experience. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but it was a really weird um it's a strange experience to go from <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. I never had any experience with like I in non public school. I and like Montessori schools are private schools, right? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. by definition. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. My yeah yeah my like there's tuition or something. I don't know. My dad paid for it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like... a child. <laughs> Dumb kids. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know Sadly, about bills and shit. Sadly, my 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 job did not pay for school. <laughs> well, no one's do no one's do anymore. <laughs> well, my 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 whatever mind, we're not going there. <laughs> We've been staring at this like we're having the uh we're having the whoops I pirated a game and the copy protection actually worked uh experience. Moment. Yeah, we just stare at the blue <laughs> well, I guess screen. we can't play it. Yep. We don't have the letter. We on don't the have code the code card, card for row 20, column 21. <laughs> I think I had um, I think I had the only game I can think of that had copy protection like this. Um, I had like a you ever buy one of those uh, one of those discs of like freeware? Mm hmm. Where you it has know, like, like a bunch of games on it or something. Yeah, you know the ones that were like really rampant in the nineties before they realized that before they realized that they were all loaded down with spyware. <laughs> I did and not they, have they that. Outlawed that. <laughs> oh man, I actually did, really. I mean, that makes sense, but I know I didn't. I really didn't know this. This is that's this is totally a thing. Me. Like in the late nineties. Yeah, like you go into like a uh, if I may use a particularly nineties reference. You walk into like a Circuit City. Sure. Yep. <laughs> And um, and just go into the like the PC game section and there's like the actual PC games. Yeah, like the ones that like, yeah, like people Starcraft, actually, Diablo. Yeah, the ones that people actually want to play. <laughs> sure. And then behind you is the bargain shelf. OK, and the bargain shelf has stuff like Game Empire 3, 500 games on this oh, disc. I do remember seeing this. Yes, yeah, I, I totally like remember five seeing those For like five bucks. Yeah, like five or ten bucks. And it's yep. like, I, I use Game Empire 3 as a reference because that's literally, not that it, <laughs> not that it matters, but like. I kind of see the box art for it. It's literally just a big CD loaded down with, with a bunch of freeware that you pop you pop into your drive and it it like background installs a bunch of like spyware and, and adware and malware and stuff and then and then you know and then there's a bunch of uh and then there's a bunch of freeware that you can play and like i played the games on that disc and liked a lot of them but a bunch of them were so freeware that they were literally they were literally like freeware or shareware Whereas mm -hmm. like, okay, play two, play two stages. And then like, and then you hit copy protection. Oh my God. So it was so literally it was like, like a, it was, it was like a demo disc. I, some of them were the complete games, but some of them were literally like demo disc. Right. Where it's that like, they, okay, now enter less, the, enter the letter to continue. That they more or less illegally burned onto a disc. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and crap. eventually they outlawed those because yeah big shock i mean i'm surprised they actually got around to doing it but it's because like really all they did is make it so that you can't put malware on on discs and on a... sell it to people <laughs> Yeah, now they get people to give it up willingly on social sites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they found their they found their workaround. They don't even need you to install shit anymore. <laughs> the only other thing I can think of is I had Age of Empires, and the Age of Empires copy protection was just you have to have the disc in the system. Yeah, yeah. which is you know, which is I remember there was a workaround for StarCraft, or no, maybe StarCraft released a patch where you could. You could use it without the disc, or was it Diablo? I don't know. One of those games it was in the. It was. I want to say it was when I was in high school, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this is so nice. I don't have to have the disc in anymore." I don't remember which game it was now, though. I remember um, Age of Empires was also my hmm. was also my first experience with the famous Microsoft line: "Do not make illegal copies of this disc," <laughs> which even as a child struck me as like, what well, you shouldn't have to say that. Yeah, right. Like, what do you mean? Like who's, who's making copies of this mom? <laughs> oh no. Like I knew piracy was a thing. Cause I'd long since discovered emulation. A couple of friends of mine in middle school had like Kirby's, uh, Kirby's adventure running on their computer. And I was like, what you can play Nintendo games on your computer. How do you do that? <laughs> and then I learned. And that's how that wow, happened. When did when did I try out emulation for the first time? I'm trying to think. I, wanna... I but I just was struck with like, do not do illegal Seven. thing. Eighth grade is yeah. like an unnecessary line, right? Right. Yeah. And I I guess the idea is like, is just to reinforce the idea that making copies of a disc is illegal. Mm -hmm. So that's why they say do not make illegal copies. But it's like. I don't know, like to me, it was like having having the words do not do illegal on your disc is not really going to deter anything like. Well, like it's what, already what it's like, already known that it's illegal. I was going to say that what, what I think they just have to do it because then they say then they can say, well, we told you so. That's true. Right. Like, that's really all it boils down to. Nobody, nobody, very few people that are going to do that stuff think to themselves, well, shoot. Yo, the message is here. I shouldn't do it now. Yo. Speaking of piracy in the 90s, you wouldn't steal a car. Oh, do, you do you remember this ad? I do. You wouldn't what steal a car. You wouldn't steal a like. Yeah, so don't steal music or something. Yeah. Right? It's what the done heck was... in that like graffiti yeah. ass style. It's, and it's like all like ja like it's jaggy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Download it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the video. <laughs> Yeah, I love it's, I love this video. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to I you. Oh, in... like I always think about this piracy. It's a crime. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the. It's a yeah. You wouldn't steal a handbag. I love that the I, person the, that steals I, it. You wouldn't so steal a car is the only one I remember. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what's really you know what's really funny about this is it's it, it dates itself in the video because it says you wouldn't steal a movie and it shows someone picking up a dvd and like fast forward you know just a few years after this ad came out and people are just stealing movies like they steal music yep <laughs> it's like oh wouldn't you pirated films oh no this does have the films oh, okay this is the films one <laughs> it's against the law 
I do love these old, uh, the old computers and everything. It's just so much fun. It's like, it's funny too, because like, in every case, piracy, like piracy is still a thing, but it's way, way, way diminished from what it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And yeah, I have no idea what the market looks like for for like bit torrenting and all that kind of stuff. I yeah, used I to either. do it quite a bit. And so I, I really don't know, because then I was like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? This is not cool. And it's, well, it's just like it is now very like before it used to be. It used to be this feeling of like, I'm literally not actually sure how to get this to work otherwise. Like the, that's true. You actually couldn't find a lot of there's there's times where you wanted to like do especially with movies and things. It was yeah. it was like I would like no to have services. this on my computer. I don't know how to actually make that happen. Like yeah. there's no there is no like obvious way to do that. So like game piracy defeated by Steam. Mm-hmm. Music piracy defeated by like iTunes and, and Spotify. Movie piracy yeah, well, they made, by Netflix. They, they made it. They made it. They made the streaming stuff affordable, right? Yeah. So it was like, yeah, that's fine. They people made, can people yeah. can listen to this. Speaking of this is this is kind of slightly off topic, but talking about music and things being online, I guess Nintendo just took down all of like certain albums from their games the other day. Like yep. anything that had to do with Ocarina of Time is all off YouTube. I, it's just Nintendo is such a strange company when it comes to protecting their copyright stuff because that only helps sell their product. It's not mm-hmm. like they sell CDs. You can't go to the Nintendo store and buy a streaming service pass and get mm-hmm. access to all mm-hmm. of Nintendo's music. So it's it's such an odd, it's I such have, an odd like crackdown by them. I have seen um, multiple content creators refer to them as Nintendo Saurus. <laughs> Because of their approach toward, like, honestly, really, their approach to, like, all, any and all, internet. all like, internet technologies. Yes, they hate the internet a lot. They really do. <laughs> I mean, they literally went backwards um, from from online features on the Wii and the Wii U to the Switch. And, like, I mean, like, going all the way back to the N64, where they're, like, Nah, we don't need discs. <laughs> They're it, such like, a strange company for being a company that was built on innovation and doing cool stuff. Like basically they they were like some of the original remixers in terms of what they were making for products, right? Yes. Like they had all kinds of fun ideas and then that then it became Nintendo and they've always been about advancing the technology they don't just make a new console that's more powerful. That's not their MO. Like right. they're always trying to do something different. So it's it's weird to me to have them hate <laughs> they they hate people that want to remix their content into something that they could then make better like it's just such an odd concept because it's sort of like it's sort of like if you're a streamer and you never want to promote another streamer because you're like oh that hurts me it's like no it yeah, only no, helps it's, you it's not a zero-sum <laughs> game you're building community that way. right and and if you love zelda music and you just want to listen to zelda music it's strange that that wouldn't be available for you to do if right. nintendo's not offering a solution and someone else is and then maybe you'll want to buy Ocarina of Time. Like maybe the next time it's on sale, you're like, you know what? Actually, if it's even available, because where do you, where would you buy that game right now? Nintendo, they're just such a weird company when it comes to how they handle their old IPs and how they handle anything online, like streaming their games and stuff. It's it's such a well, it, I mean, it's sort of a like a 
a mind bender. Like I don't under, I, I just cannot wrap my head around how those meetings must go. They're like, no, absolutely not. I've glanced over <laughs> to my right. Yeah. And I am looking at the box, which is still on my desk for Mar for Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And yeah. I'm reminded that that game is only on sale for another month or two. Yeah, we got like, what is it, March? I thought it was February. February. I, but Might I don't remember. I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to put misinformation out there, but like it's something it's, it's, it's sometime it's, it's first less... quarter next year, <laughs> right? Yeah. First quarter 2021. And they're just going to pull it from like, they're not, it's not just that they're going to stop producing physical copies. They're going to pull it from their <laughs> online store. It's gone from every, like, Listen, they're going to was... pretend it doesn't exist anymore. That, I mean, I think they're just going to do a piecemeal where they can sell each game individually or something Probably. like that. But what's even more insane is that they're, they they followed suit with Fire Emblem. <laughs> like, yep. And I, that's just the thing now is just like available for a limited time only. Buy it now, fear of missing out. Like it's it's like, hey, we we have the best selling console on the market. We we sold more consoles in November than anyone else. Like they're doing extremely well. So they're like, okay, how do we how do we how do we make this better? Oh, I know. Let's make limited software availability. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't not know. like I, they have i'm okay they do have like decent third-party support this time around everyone wants on the switch Every, because there's a zillion true. copies out there they're making well, just like a lot of people want it on the wii but the wii was not powerful enough to do anything with right. so a lot of and, people and the switch is a step down from even the ps4 and the xbox one like now mm -hmm, it's even mm -hmm. further um but yeah there's no third the third-party people that want to be on the switch now will be making drastically different games if they want to be on the switch yeah. like there's no there's no chance in hell that any port will ever make it from a PS5 or what actually what's the new Xbox called? Isn't Xbox like X? the Xbox Series X. Yeah, Xbox and the Xbox Series S. Oh, it's S and X? Yeah. The S is the one that doesn't have the disk drive. It's digital only. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So that's which which is the one that looks <laughs> didn't somebody make it look like it's a vaping machine like they blew smoke into it so it looked like it was on fire oh yeah that yeah that was a thing i <laughs> fell for that I'm, I'm ashamed to say i saw that and i was like oh no the ed like someone took a picture and their xbox one was starting on fire because it doesn't cool properly the and i was smoke, like oh the no smoke was so thick <laughs> no actually someone's problem. just memeing <laughs> it was a good one though i have to admit it, was, it made it was, me they got me I saw the image was like, what the hell? So I, 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 you know, I clicked a clickbait article, which I, I generally don't do. And I was like, damn it. I got, I just got vaped. <laughs> do you, uh, do you follow saved you a click on Twitter? No. What's that? Saved, oh, you, a, like a... saved you a click is, is the anti clickbait. They literally go look for clickbait, uh, for like clickbait articles. Yeah. And give you what the story is about in like two sentences. <laughs> Okay. Like they they retweet the they retweet the article and then they're yeah. just like yeah, it's uh the number is 300. It's like because the because the article will be like guess how many something 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 is in this thing. <laughs> and they just say <laughs> and it'll just be like it's it's 300. <laughs> and there's one that's specifically for video games. Oh, I, yeah. I follow this both one. of them. Oh, they don't they don't it doesn't seem like they're doing it as much anymore. Oh, really? Or at least this one. I don't know. Is it called Saved You a Click? Saved You a Click. Original tweeter. I think it's just at Saved You a Click. I think this is it. 
I don't know. I, I just, when I scrolled down, I just, I don't see very much for no, November, but there was one for December that, or excuse me, October, that was the, you, the color you should never paint your front door. And then it just says pink. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that's, I enjoy that a lot. That's actually. more or less what all of those are, are like. It's great. It's really great. <laughs> hey, so, <laughs> so we've been recording for yeah. 25 minutes. Perfect. I, I hope here, that here's hope the thing. <laughs> Here, here, wait, wait. I hope you the keep the YouTube video of just the home loan uh, opening screen. <laughs> no, I have an idea. So, okay, okay. Um, so if this ends up coming to fruition, um, I want you to know that this was originally recorded as video to start our uh, to start the the video accompaniment to this. But I yes. think I'm actually going to strip this out, strip the okay. audio out of this because there is basically no video to it. Yeah, right now it's just So I'm going to strip the audio out of this video and this is now the first half of the podcast. Yeah, that makes that 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 works for me. Cuz so so welcome to the retro breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually we haven't are figuring played this out the game go. yet. <laughs> We loaded this up. To oh, right. We we literally haven't played the game. We're gonna talk about. It. No, okay. We're, no, we'll play. But it in we're between. about to. We loaded it up and then started talking about our other stuff because that's what we do. And um, <laughs> and now I guess I will stop the recording. I will strip the audio out of it and edit that. So wait, do we take a word from our sponsors? I How does think even we work take now? a word from our sponsors. Oh, also, my name's Tom. <laughs> So anyways, home alone question. Yeah, this is Who this is... is weird because this is like this is the first time that we've recorded half the podcast before playing the game and then half the podcast after. And it yeah. was actually in that exact order. We literally recorded the first half of this podcast as we were getting ready to start the game. Yeah, not on purpose. This was just, intending just to happened. be part of the video, which yeah, is going have... to accompany this eventually. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to actually get it up before next week, but no promises. Yeah. Um, we have 20 minutes of, of video of just the start screen of Home Alone because yeah. we really weren't intending on talking about which school. is now the first part of this podcast because we were I was like, we're just recording the podcast at this point, but and there's no gameplay. So, so if you want the full experience, be sure to watch the video on, on Dean's YouTube channel. Oh, no, I'm cutting that. Well, no, no, I don't. I, I just meant the full. I meant the full experience of of this event. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's a multimedia event. I mean, it really like we've been we've been at this since like for a good like three or four hours. I think it's already. Like three, yeah. Hey, who is who is the person in the credits that was not home? I don't remember already. Crap! I wanted to see if he was actually had a real a real title because. Uh, there's the I, credits. I already in the don't remember, and I've already closed the window because way to go, Kevin. Way to go! Yeah, well, you caused this a, a C prompt error. <laughs> yeah, in DOS box. In a, in a DOS box. Which, I like, I don't even. I think it just. I I literally think that it just like we just crashed it somehow. Yeah. And the like, way to go, Kevin thing is literally just like it has. It's like, like a little joke. Yeah, it has it has like a it's a little in joke for like, you know, fatal error. The, the like application has has crashed. Yeah. 
but yeah, because at first it, I thought it was a, 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 a like adulation, and then I was like, oh wait, no, that's just Buzz being rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, I thought that it just the game just crashed out after you win. Yeah, because you know, because that's just what sure. it does. And I was like, way to go, Kevin. <laughs> but no, the game crashed unintentionally and blamed me. <laughs> so oh that was God. nice of him. So how did you feel about playing this game now? So you want me to you want me to tell you one thing about how I feel? I do. My arm hurts. Oh, cuz you had to play it in such a weird way. No, just because keyboard this is why I don't play games on keyboard. Uh, yeah, I'm having yeah, yeah. like actual like forearm muscle tightness now like around my elbow. Yeah, cuz you had your arm like stretched out and stuff. Mhm. And like this happens every time I try to use keyboard controls for playing anything. I keep my arms so tense oh. to to hit the keys that like sure. it actually it actually causes like arm tightness. It's not really bad, but like I can I can feel it. And we yeah. played it like it was less than I mean, two hours long time. that we played. It's a long time though for someone that's not comfortable with that style of controls. But like that was that that is primarily the reason why I don't why I don't play on on keyboard because it it actually causes me physical pain. Yeah, that's okay, that aside. So that's that just aside. A, that's a thing about me because <laughs> that could happen on any game. But um, I'll be honest with you, I I was expecting a lot worse. I right. So I'm I'm happy. Thanks for playing this game because I have a fond memory of it as hmm. a kid, and I never beat it because it's just I just remember placing traps and then getting caught, and that was about it. Um, Which was our experience for most of it. Yeah, until we were like, wait a minute. Let's just send them on a, a corridor of, of terror. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like, that, if you was, that worked it, way too on well. The, on the, on the, okay, so back up, because we're, we're doing the thing where we talk about the ending before we talk about what the game actually is. True. Um, so, this is whole because there's a bunch of different Home Alone games. There's actually there are like I believe ton. Home Alone was released on the the NES, yes, the Genesis, NES. the Probably. Game Boy, the yep. Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. and um, a bunch of them are completely different games. I know for a fact that the NES and Super Nintendo uh, Home Alones are entirely different games, and with like no similarities between them. I and think I, the NES one is similar to the one that we played, but you have to just survive for 20 minutes or something insane. Mm. I, the, the NES one is more from, I haven't played it, but from what I have seen of it, it is more like strategy and trap based. Yeah. Whereas Home Alone for SNES is more of a like platform running gunner almost. <laughs> yeah. You actually like pick up weapons and stuff. And there are a bunch of bandits in the house that are not Harry or Marv. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, there's like there's like probably four or five different um, enemy designs, and, and dude, there's like only Harry and Marv are two of them. But then there's like it's like the other wet bandits. <laughs> and there's like there's like a black dude in a cap in like a knit cap, and like and he's like the first one you see. And I'm like, I don't remember that guy. Or no, he's is he in a cap or does he have a? Or he might have like a like a bowler hat or something. Okay, I'm having a hard time remembering. Someone but, is in a someone is in a knit cap. 
this is one of those crazy scenarios where the uh the licensing was given to five different companies that sounds about right so oh here we go Beth <laughs> bethesda okay bethesda softworks did do they do the uh, nes one yep they did the nes okay one. i think i remember that i know thq did the super nintendo one um it says snes and gb was imagineering so maybe is that a part of it might have been published by thq thq back then because i mean imagine yeah thq yeah so they're best known for their video game developed by third so T okay imagineering is a big company that owned acclaim atari activision high-tech oh, expressions wow. okay. game tech and thq yeah that's a lot okay yeah um so they did the Genesis and the Game Gear one, or excuse me, the Game, game Boy and tech, the SNES one. I remember Probe. Game Tech as the company that did all of the like game show games. Game Tech did like Jeopardy yeah. and Wheel of Fortune and Family uh, Feud and those yep, ones. Yep, yep, yeah. I'm looking at what they did. Yeah, that that sounds about right. And some something called Brutal Paul's of Fury. <laughs> this I'm not familiar with. <laughs> An alien incident. What? All right. Oh, it's a movie. It looks like a weird Casper thing. I don't know. It says Wait, Game what? Tech on it. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm sending Game it to you. Game Tech made a movie? Game Tech. And then click on, actually, I could have just sent you the, oh, it's a point and click adventure game. It oh, looked okay. like a movie from the way, from where it was, from That's the, from the box art to me. I was like, that looks kind of movie-esque. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that makes sense. Oh man, that logo. Oh, Never mind. It was because at the top it said it was for the ninth, this 1978 American film. <laughs> see the Alpha okay. incident, and I just I just browsed over that. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I see. I see how that could happen. Uh. So yeah. Yep. Okay. And then cool. uh, what's what what is SMS? Sega Master System. Uh. Okay. So Which probe. Is the, that's the pre-Genesis. Right. Yeah. So the Probe Entertainment handled that one, and then Manly and Associates handled the Amiga and the DOS version. Okay. Yeah. So. I don't know if this is if something like this has ever happened quite on this scale where a movie was popular enough that I like because usually license agreements are met where okay we'll make the game but we get the licensing for it and in this case it was like yeah all of you guys can make the game because we want it released immediately. <laughs> I mean, like the the '80s and '90s were a weird time for licensing, bro. The Sega one is nuts. Listen to this. The Genesis and Game Gear versions slightly ad have a different plot. The game revolves around Kevin battling with the Wet Bandits. He must protect several houses in his neighborhood while waiting 20 minutes for the police to arrive. 40 minutes on higher difficulties. All During right. the game, the Wet Bandits drive around the neighborhood in their nondescript van until they decide to enter one of the houses. Kevin can travel by sled in top-down view to the various houses to do battle with the bandits as they proceed to rob whatever house they are in. In a 2D side-scroller, um, you fight them off using different methods, yada, yada, yada. You can, you, you have a simple BB gun. Apparently you can set traps and stuff. So it's like incredibly elaborate. That, yeah, and that scares me because anything that tries to be like that ambitious, <laughs> you really kind of have to worry about execution. <laughs> which brings us back to PC Home Alone. Yeah, which is the one we played. That's because that's the one that was we played. The, the one to, from, from, from my memories. To clear up any confusion about that. Um, so... The this game was fairly straightforward. Very, I, I mean, think that like <laughs> so straightforward. It just dumps you into the beginning of the game. Well, and... it's so straightforward that it actually loops back around 
and like it like overflows into becoming confusing again. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like it's like civilization Gandhi. Yeah, yeah. Where like yeah. the value is so low that it's actually maximum at first. <laughs> um cuz like okay, so the game is essentially you're in the house and you pick things up on, off the floor and like just st- or, or off the shelf or whatever. There's just stuff sitting around the house and it's stuff yeah, so that it's Kevin, like, it's stuff Kevin uses in the movie. Exactly. I was going to say you might see like a paint can or a blowtorch or yeah, goop. things that are relevant to the, and the, even like the toys and the Christmas ornaments for them to like step on. Yep. Um, and then you, you have to pick them up from where they are. And then there are like designated locations in the house to place those items. And, and basically, yeah, there's basically two types of items. There are floor items for them to step on, and there are like heavy it's, it's items. Like three items, three types, because there's the there's the blowtorch and the fire extinguisher, which oh, are yeah. kind of unique there's, to themselves. Yeah, they're like they're kind of like a weird like secondary item. They're like so you basically have floor items, ceiling items, and door items. Yes. Bark. <laughs> um and that's basically that's what you got. That's that's it. Um and basically like there are, what do we find? 26, 26. We found, I mean, there might be more, but we found 26 items that can be placed and then one BB gun. Right. And essentially what you do is you pick up, you pick up some items and there are designated specific spots on the floor where you can place traps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the, like the ornaments can, there's, let's just say there's a hallway and in the ornament around on, on that hallway, there's like two floor spots mm-hmm. and then you can play something above the door if it's that type of item. So you right. can place a bowling ball or a dictionary or something above yeah, or the, the door. Or the iron or something like that. Exactly, yeah. Um, so there's things that are, essentially, there's things for them to step on and there's things to fall on them. And then there's the the blowtorch and the, the blowtorch and the, uh, and the fire extinguisher are basically like put these outside of a door and it will like, it will like spray them when they walk in the room. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> if, yeah. And I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure what all this aggression is, but they'll, they'll work it out. They must, um, they're ex- dude, they are, ex- they are just as excited as we are. No, they're much more excited than we are. True. Maybe they didn't like the game. <laughs> I like, I, mm, I, I'm, I'm stuck in a spot where like, I, I think don't it's think a bad it's a video game, but it's I think like, it's a bad video game that I liked. It's yeah, it's it's basically one of these games that now that so I, I will admit this is a game, like I said, I played it as a kid, like, you know, eight year old or something. Yeah, sure. Um and I know uh Kyle, who's going to be listening to this at some point, played it as well. And neither one of us ever Shout beat out to it. Kyle. Yeah. So so to me, this is like a chapter is closed. I never have to think about mm. this game again. Not that it's ever that's, something that I was like, Man, fair. I wish I I wish I beat that game. It's not it's more of, hey, that's so cool. We beat that game, right? Like yeah. Uh, no, I I totally get that. Like games that you like that you played a bit but never really saw the ending of, and like yeah. you come back to it with your adult brain, and you're like, okay, we got this now. Yeah. What What's really funny? We'll talk about it in a minute. The the <laughs> we made it really complicated, and it's actually insanely easy to to so, finish this game. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, yeah go, going back to it because I I mentioned how like it's so simple that it seems complicated. I'm thinking. That like item placement really is important. Yeah. Right? Well, we're Initially. thinking like, oh, let's try and mimic the movie. 
Right, and you put the you put the torch next to the door because that scene where like Kevin wires up the blowtorch, and then Joe Pesci opens the door and, and it razzle, like and it just, yeah, and it just like it shoots the blowtorch onto his head and he just stands there for an inordinately long time so he can scream. And he's just like, Aah! and it and it only it leaves it leaves slight burns. <laughs> yeah, like totally reasonable. Like roast the top of his cap off and. <laughs> And then there's like a weirdly grotesque, actually like texture on his head, and he's like touching it later. Well, that's that's when he gets all. That's when he swears a bunch, and then he goes to the other side. And mm-hmm. so there's even water that he could slip on, but you can dump the frozen water anywhere you want. Yeah. So like, so you're thinking that there's like situate like initially we're going through and we're like, okay, where do these things go in the movie? It's like the toys and the Christmas ornaments under the window because they step on them. It's the you you spray water above the like the steps to the cellar because they slip on that and fall down. Yep. Right. It's the blowtorch outside the front door. It's the, you know, the iron or whatever, the paint cans by the I think the, the stairway. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to mimic the game and like the you basically have like a setup period. You have, so you, have you have the setup phase where you pick up five all the or stuff. ten minutes or something. Yeah. To, to place to, all the traps. Yeah. To pick and so, up and place all the traps. Yes. And yeah, we're trying so, really hard to go like, okay, where does this go? And like place everything precisely. And you don't have to do that. No. In fact, it's actually to your detriment to bother. <laughs> Extremely so. Well, cause so then, so then we realized the AI, we're like, oh, the AI is probably pretty dumb. We can just trick them. So there's kind of like two little circle routes you can go where you go upstairs mm-hmm. and you go into the parents' bedroom and then you jump down the laundry chute and it then you're in you the, the basement. basement. And from the basement, you can either go into the kitchen or you can go outside on the little outside area and then right into the kitchen. And we're like, okay, cool. We're going to make them loop around. We're going to go into the basement and then we're going to run out the other door. We tried right. that probably like three times. Yep. And Got caught it, every wasn't, time. it wasn't Cause working because the is... AI was smart enough to wait by one of the entrances. They yeah. wouldn't both just come into the basement. Literally, one of them flushes you out and the other one waits by the escape door. And, like, and oh. we tried both door. We tried to escape through both doors and got caught both times. And so we're sitting there kind of like, all right, fine. And and then we had an idea of, so the other entrance or the other way in the house is you go up the steps and instead of going to the right, which leads you to the master bedroom and then the laundry chute, you go to the left and then it takes you on this really kind of long corridor through about, I don't know, six different rooms. And yeah. you eventually will end up in the attic area. And we're like, wait, let's just lay a ton of traps all through this area and make them walk through them because the caveat of the game is is that the 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 guys the bandits won't get hurt by the traps necessarily unless you're on screen with them it is basically it's random RNG, chance yes so if there's a trap in a room and you're not in the room with them there's some sort of percentage of a chance that they will trip over that trap and take damage if you're in the room with them it's it's basically 100 unless it's a weird placed item and then we don't know like one time we had an iron above their head and it didn't fall on them the, so we yeah don't there know was if... a couple of things where it's like okay that's for sure gonna fall on them but then it didn't and i right I'm still n- unsure as to what happened there but so we don't know so what we decide was like let's roll the dice and we just set up an enormous number of traps as many as we could well, get pretty like, much what we were doing first is i'm starting to like i'm thinking like okay these traps are not gonna trigger unless we are in the room with them so that means we have to basically kite them yeah like through the entire them house. through the house and you and, have to and they, their ai and is not problem, super stupid it, and the problem with that 
is that once you set traps on the specifically on the floor, um, when you're running by them oh, and oh, they're God. chasing you, um, if you make contact with them, you don't take damage from your own traps, but you do despawn them. You oops them. It, it just says them. oops and they break. And uh, yeah, and they and poop. and the the, and the, 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 the oh, go ahead, big go ahead. problem with that. Yep. Yeah. Is that the object of the game is to make both of the wet bandits take. 10 hits of damage. 10 hits of damage, yeah. And, they call it they 50 say it's... points, but shut up. It's five hits per... It's five points per hit. There's yeah. no reason for that, so you hit them 10 times. Because they say, like, items do different damage, but that's just actually completely not true. <laughs> I mean, like, not in our experience. I mean, we we hit them with... I bet you we everything hit them at least once, and every time it only did five points or one, one tick of, now, of the tallies. Now, here is... Hey, like here's here's the here's the big thing. here's the rub yeah the the kiting plan could have worked uh it's a little weird because the bottom the bottom floor is kind of a loop whereas like the whereas like the upper floors are like actual like straight corridors yeah they're and they're so they're you like... can get pincered because they come in from two different doors yeah um and that sucks but jumping in that game is not exactly consistent no it's no. it's it and you can do some <laughs> you did find your hang time trick though <laughs> that's true that would have helped oh god that would have done it we probably would have beaten the game doing the kiting trick with that because i think you could actually jump over the bandits it's entirely possible if you oh so so i would like to point out that the controls in this game are f1 f2 and f3 to pick up cycle through the three items you have in your inventory and place them then arrow keys to move him using the left and right and up key, depending on if you need to go upstairs or in a door. The right. Z key in this case, it used to be the, the zero key on the numpad, but they the emulation changed it to Z I to guess. jump. And shoot used to be enter. And what was it in, in this one? X. X. So at least Z and X were next to each other. Yeah, so Z I, and X are... Was... I'm comfortable with Z and X. That, except was, that, that was actually not terrible. Except it's, that Z and X is the same hand that you were placing. I, I guess you don't need to place items anymore, so you can move your hand down to Z and X. Oh, but you did have to jump and grab an item. Yeah, basically, the, they, they couldn't have picked Which a more is uncomfortable way. Which is hit Z way. and then hit F1 <laughs> while holding you, the Z button. The it's a the controls are bad, even for a game controlled by a keyboard. Um, I mean, I have bias against keyboard controls, but I did it, damn it. You did. You did. You, you know what? You did a fine job. You, the, uh, the first half of that video is me dropping items instead of picking them up because I got a, F1 and F3 confused. It's a good time. But uh, I, I figured it out eventually. We got there. Um, I uh, I was I just I especially enjoy just thinking about why why they had the whole keyboard at their disposal and they pick keys just all over the place in the original control scheme. It's unbelievable. I don't. I don't understand the use of the F one and F two keys. But anyways, what were we talking about prior to that? Uh, uh, we were talking about the difficulty of kiting the bandits through the house. Yeah, it was, uh, we it's... failed at that several times. And I thought that was the way to do it because that's basically like, basically they just sort of meander through slowly until, until they, they actually until they're. I think with or, within like a room. Yeah, when they're one like, room the, away, when they're a room away, it. they're like, okay, we got you, and then they start actually running, and they're more yeah, like... susceptible to fall for traps when they're actually in pursuit like that. Exactly. Um, so I'm thinking like, okay, you've only got like, let's, let's, let's mark it out. There's 26 traps that we found. Yeah. If you break, they six have of to them. take 10 each. 
Yeah. Oh, and and you can shoot them once each with the BB gun. Yeah, you get a BB gun, which does one point of damage the first so you time have to you get, get them. They have to hit nine traps, 18 right. traps of 26. That's and and don't forget that sometimes even when they're chasing you, if you leave the room because like let's say it's on the door above your head and you run through it and then they come in after you, there's a very very high chance they will not get hit by that item. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so, um so the the first strategy was to run through and basically play it like a platformer where they're chasing you and you just have to run over the things. The game is miserable when you play it that way. It really well, it, it's it's especially bad because it does something where it stores your momentum when you enter rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you have a trap set close to a door, you which just a lot walk of those spots it. are is like there's a there's a the trap is a half step into the room and if you're coming into it from that direction with any have, speed you have basically no opportunity to jump it before because there's also like a a second or two's worth of load time between rooms and it's not consistent so you can't really time it you could like maybe mash the button but we didn't by the time we started thinking about that we had already said let's let's try this other strategy <laughs> yes which so i've been thinking about this and granted it was only like a few minutes ago but i've been thinking about this since we finished it and i i I'm kind of sad that we beat it the way that we did. It makes me <laughs> no, because like I, I, I'm 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 being serious here. Okay, okay. Because Because it felt like we cheated it? No. Because oh. because I feel like that's actually like the optimal strategy. Yeah. And as it is, the optimal strategy is one like it's home alone, right? What's the whole point of watching home alone? Watching people trip over traps. Yeah. Dumb slapstick humor. Yeah. Right? The optimal strategy that we ended up using was to set all of the traps and then wait in the attic for them to randomly trip a bunch of them trying to climb up the attic to us. But Yeah, because they now, will slowly climb towards you even though they don't know where yeah. you are exactly. Yeah, they, so, s- they slowly move towards your location and they don't and, start like moving in pursuit until they get a room away. And and so that, like I was saying, or I was getting to earlier, alluding to earlier, is that we, we ended up loading up that linear path from the top of the steps to the, like, basically, it's the path to the left, more or less. Right. And we just loaded up with tons of things. Probably, I would guess of the 26, probably close to 18 of them were. Yeah. And we uh, put, like, nothing in the basement, I think. Yeah, nothing was in the basement. We had we did have a decent number on the first level, but then we just loaded up the mm-hmm. the, the left, or the, the other pathway, and then we just sat in the attic and waited for them to meander over our traps. And because although it's a low chance for them to trip over traps, by the time the first person got to us, he had already taken something like six or seven points of damage. It was was a lot of damage. Like, Mm -hmm. and so the, like in the movie, like once you get up to the top floor, he's got the zip line to his tree house. You get to the tree house and then you can go down from the tree house and it puts you in front of the front door. Yep. The the bandits can't take the laundry chute and they can't take the treehouse zip line. So what ends up happening is they come in on the bottom floor. If you stay up on the attic, they just chase you up through both floors of the house, randomly triggering traps that you put down on the way there that you don't get to watch them trigger. True. You don't even you, know. You get, yeah, a little, you, don't. <laughs> you get a little animation in the top left and right of what they're doing and you can see them like slip, but you can't see what item is actually affecting them true 
It gives it literally it tells like, you. It tells but... you, but you don't get to see it. Yeah. The whole point of a Home Alone game is seeing them get hit by the traps, and you just kind of see them fall over. You know. Yeah, it's it's it so definitely... it takes a lot of the fun of a Home Alone experience out of it because it's basically like just hide and wait so, for them to chase you up there. And then when they do, you go back down to the bottom floor. So they have to go back down and trigger a bunch of the traps that they walked by the first time. Cause you're triggering that RNG again. And like the time that we beat it, it like think about how little we did on that last run where we actually, <laughs> no, where we actually cleared it. So we just oh, stood there and watched them walk. Yes. And then they got up close to us. And I went through, I went treehouse front door kitchen and then we waited for them to come back down no, and then shot them. The one, the first guy to die, um, he walked. So for whatever reason, the game let you, so you can put the hot thing on the door handle, right? That, that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's supposed to burn his hand on. When you walk in the front door, it's still sitting there and we didn't break yeah, it the somehow. Game, the game codes it as like, the, to the, whole right. point, the whole point of it is like, it's supposed to, it's supposed to heat up like both sides of the doorknob. Yeah. Like he puts it on the inside so that uh, Joe Pesci can't see that there's anything um, like amiss with it. Right. But like it's, you know, it heats the whole like metal, right? Yeah, I mean, that's and the, that's like, the but point. he touches the outside of it because it's heated on both sides. And he's like, oh, shit, I burned my hand. Oh, that hurts. Like, Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> In this, it just it's just an object. A, it's just an object. It's just you put it on the door. Now, mind you, you I think you can only put it. He, in he one spot in the whole game. He triggers it by walking by it inside and yeah. not touching the door handle. So that's what I was going to say is that I think once once I realized that the trap placement, like the strategy of the the strategy or the strategy part of the game is just over, that's when yeah. it's like, "Oh wait, this game is actually really dumb." Like there's no that's that's why it's a bad game, right? Like yeah. it's it's pretty much a bad game from top to bottom once you understand what you're supposed to do cuz truly beating the game W- w- any other way like to watch them go through the traps would be really frustrating yeah. i mean it was frustrating we were pretty much like yeah i'm I'm good i, I was ready anymore. to stop and then i was like let's try this yeah cause, because because we were because lo- we were both the that last run when they basically what happened was the run before the last one we were like hey this guy's tripping a lot I was like come on let's just we we i think we both pretty much simultaneous we we're like let's do let's see what happens if we shove it down the corridor right. and like let rng let 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 uh, Lady Luck take the dice, right? Yeah, we were unclear at first how often they would actually trip. Uh, if it, like screen. we were unclear if they could trigger traps while off screen. I mean, when heck, we first we, started playing. Dean thought you had to activate the traps yourself somehow, like <laughs> oh like yeah, a remote yeah, yeah. mine or something. Yeah, because you can actually cycle through what traps are active, and I think it's just giving that to you as information. But I was thinking like you actually have to cycle through and have like the paint can selected like it's on a remote control or something yeah um and i i was unclear whether you could even whether they would take any damage if they weren't on the same screen as you Mm -hmm. and once we decide once we saw them starting to take damage from things off screen then we were like oh well okay let's cheese this game (laughs) let's just set everything down make them take the longest path possible through the, the most items we can. Well, and the it's most like only the only linear path in the game, pretty much. Yeah. To make that them you walk have... by as much of this as possible to get to us. Then we have an escape route to make them basically do the like backtrack and do the route again. And we'll just see how many they trigger. 
And it turns out almost all of them. Like, I would say, based on how many they hit, because they both came downstairs with, like, seven or eight points <laughs> yeah, they, they had, like, seven hit points left. Um, I It seems like they probably have, like, a 50-50 chance to hit everything. Yeah, it, maybe it's not that high, but it's definitely... Maybe it is, though, actually. You're right. Like, they it hit all... Be... They had to have hit almost everything. They did hit all... Yeah, just about everything. They they they, they tripped over or whatever. So Either like... way, by the time, by the time we had finished it you walked in the front door and we're like oh hey the door handle's still here and oh look he's at eight damage mm-hmm. i think yep I, and then so he hit the door handle then you just shot him in the belly oh no no yep. he, that's not true he he has that seven so we hit the door handle then we went into the next room and then he hit something and then we shot him right yep. it was the baseball bat or a banana peel or something <laughs> yeah um yeah i think it's funny because like the the bb gun is basically like emergency damage you can hit each wet bandit like one time and it does a point of damage and it stuns them but it's basically your like escape hatch for um, dead ends. Yeah, for like whoops, I got caught. Yeah, and it's your it's your it's your one time like get out of jail free card. For so each one. If if the controls weren't so so such a struggle, the, that would have actually been more fun. Like if it was more yeah, responsive yeah, yeah. to jump and run around, it would have been like, oh, this is kind of neat. Even even with the the lameness of placing traps, because then there, then you would have had certain, control. Yeah, because there's a certain joy to like. There's a certain joy to like sort of guiding, like having them chase you and guiding them into traps. Yeah, it feels but, way better. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, we got you. You walked right into it. Right. But then like the game isn't the game acts like it's set up for that, but it's really not like no. that is not a rewarding or fun way to play. And in many cases, because you can kill your own traps, but if you don't like avoid them properly, it actively punishes you. I mean, it for literally trying makes to it like so it's, actively lead them into traps. It's it's actually then becomes impossible to win. Yeah, if, <laughs> like you, if, if you, you if you if you run over like more than a few traps, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Absolutely. If if you kill like seven traps, the game over, buddy. Mm-hmm. If you didn't place them, well, nine. you may forget where they are. I, well, I just mean in in in. Uh, I would say in the general playthrough, you're not going to remember where you put stuff. So then it becomes like a battle of attrition, I guess. At that point, yeah. The, yeah. What's really interesting is so after one bandit takes ten damage, I don't know if it's interesting, but it's it's a fact. Uh, after <laughs> one bandit takes ten damage, they they quit and they give up. So then you're only playing with one person, and then at that point, <laughs> as long as you have the damage left in the room, you've basically won. Yeah, and it's it kind of highlights how it's. Sort I of... love that it literally says like Marv quit, <laughs> yeah. and he just kind of sits there like, man, screw this. It also highlights how bad the game really is because when there's only one person left, it's sort of like, this is stupid now, right? Like well, we were excited because we beat it, but you're not, you know, it's even less, there's no tension anymore. Cause you can just yeah. walk away. Yeah. yeah, Right. And your yeah. gun may not do damage, but you can slow them down if you need to shoot them. So you're actually invincible at that point. Cause you're not in fear of getting pincered or anything. Yeah. Um, and it really becomes sort of like, it becomes sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm going for like our like the word that's sticking in my head is arbitrary, but like sure. Well, yeah, you just at that point going through the motions, like okay, let's end. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Now, You're... Unless unless of course you destroy all your traps, and then that would be a frustrating experience. But that goes just well, back to see, bad game. But design. that's what I'm saying is like you can basically soft lock yourself in that state. Yeah, I assume. And I think I think the I think that's that's the the biggest issue with Home Alone is it's not even the controls; it's more of just the design itself of what. When, when once you really understand what's happening and how none of the placement matters and 
how you can the, actually destroy your own traps and the stuff. The correct and, way to play to win is the least fun play style. Yeah. Like that's the one that we like that's the one that we used. And if you think about it it like not it's dangerous to apply like real world logic to a game. Sure. But like the it, it's important to remember that the wet bandits are not robbing the McAllister's house to kill a small child. <laughs> They're there to steal stuff. And if Kevin just hides in the attic, then like, and doesn't make any sound while they just walk through. Don't they hate him though at that point in the movie? I don't remember. I don't, like, I don't think they've him? met him. Yeah, because then, yeah, that's where like, he shot him in the head with the, with the BB gun, and that's where they the filthy an- like Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. I mean, maybe because that's why he's like, like, I gotta defend my house. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I like the whole thing is like, if if the if the point was to defend them again, defend like himself, he could have just left and let them <laughs> and let them rob the house. Yeah, which is ultimately what we're doing in the attic is just giving them free reign. Yeah, they're just too stupid. <laughs> but like once they start, once they walk in the house and they start taking damage and Kevin is at, like in the movie, like they start getting hit with stuff and Kevin's like taunting them. Yeah. Then, then it's like, all right, we're going to get this little brat. Right. Right. And they shift their focus to like get the child. Mm-hmm. But like if the child does not, if the child does not show himself, if Kevin doesn't like appear at any point and he just stays quietly in the in the attic waiting for his machinations to bear fruit then like they're just gonna you know they're gonna get hit in the head with a with a baseball bat or whatever and be like would it like why did someone booby trap all of these doors whatever grab the tv and get out yeah you know what I mean? like you're not actually yeah. stopping them from robbing the house they might get hit with a couple of things, but ultimately they they're still going to be able to knock off all the like all the stuff and then just run and like get in their van and leave. I forget. So I'm just why saying that call I'm just, the police. I uh, movie. OK, so so I feel like that then is the kind of the catch all for for that in a way. He does call the police eventually. But they don't believe him or something. Oh no, they yeah from no, the neighbors' house. No, they totally show up. Yeah, that's right. But it's like, oh, I have to catch them myself first. Like, the, like the police are just here to collect my handiwork. <laughs> I feel like Kevin maybe is a sociopath. Maybe a sociopath. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the second movie, he purposely kind of loses himself in some ways. And does then... he? Doesn't he? Or how does he get lost he gets in the lost second in the movie? Airport. He's he's following someone who's like wearing oh, the yeah, same clothes right. as his dad. dad and gets on the wrong flight. Yeah, sure. Which is not a thing that would happen because they check boarding tickets. But well, even know, if whatever. they didn't, like, I mean, I I I, I flew with uh, my dad a couple of times when you know the the before two thousand. So like airlines were way more oh, yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, the uh, so this the is before like, times. So this is in, in the before times where. You know, things were a little different. Like you could actually walk someone to the gate of a mm-hmm. in an airplane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, even even that, I can't even imagine sitting down and being like, "Oh yeah, where, where's where's my son?" 
<laughs> these parents, the, the Home Alone movies, they really <laughs> just highlight how horrible, how horrible his parents are. Like, unbelievably bad people. Yeah, like, actually. like They're the real villains. So let's just, like... I don't actually let's, have... Let's just throw this out there, right? Like, yeah. So Home Alone 1, family goes on vacation for Christmas. Whoops, we forgot the kid. Sure, somehow. Somehow, somehow got all the way to wherever the hell they were going. On the airplane is when she realized it. Yep. Kevin! Yep. <laughs> Cause they, cause they did a, they did a quick head count once before leaving. I, I just want to point out. So my, 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 my one, my family uh, on, on my dad's side is, is pretty big. And there'd be times where we were traveling with like, you know, 25 people or whatever across different vehicles. And mm. someone somewhere would always be like, Hey, where's Kevin? Yeah. It's so out, stupid. If you find out one time if like if you if you call around you're like okay we don't have them like at at any point before you hit the flight you can turn around you know yeah. reschedule the flight whatever you got to do his mom does it in two <laughs> it makes they, no sense. they literally just forget the whole time and then so so that's one right go on yeah. vacation leave the kid behind. He's like 10 or whatever. He spends Christmas alone or at least the days leading up to the, Christmas alone. Yeah. I think they come then, back on Christmas day. Something like that. I don't remember. Um, the house I, like, I also want to point out that like his mom gets there on, uh, on Christmas day after taking her like crazy John candy polka ride. Yes. Yeah. Because she can't find a flight fast enough. Yeah. And she's like, all right, we'll just drive whatever. And then everyone else shows up at the exact same time, like five <laughs> seconds later, because they were like, yeah, we found a flight and it completely invalidates everything that she did to get there sooner. <laughs> but putting that aside, that's one. Go on vacation, lose the kid. Kid is traumatized fighting off bandits. I guess trying he's not, to, that's, that's trying to rob the house. He liked it. Kevin's Home Alone 2, like two years later. Yeah. Hey, you know what we ought to do? Let's go on vacation for Christmas. <laughs> let's leave him in the airport. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> like, putting aside the fact that they actually lose him again. Just don't <laughs> go on vacation for Christmas again. Or or actually... Your you, son you, almost died. Or be a responsible person and, like, you know, hold his hand through the airport. Like, Anything. Anything. The third, the third movie is it is 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 it a new person? Yeah, it's a new kid. I know, and I think new... there's actually a fourth. Whoa! I know the third movie is really stupid because it's like th he's defending himself against actual biochemist terrorists or some nonsense. Yeah, there. I I remember seeing it. Um, Me too. But I, I, I definitely saw it. I remember but... one scene from it where they switched the the. I just remember where they switch bags in the airport. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, I remember there's a scene where the kid gets a hold of a gun. Oh, I don't because like because the because the the bandits in this one actually have like actual firearms. Yeah, yeah, because they're real terrorists. They're not like idiots yeah. that steal money from the 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 Santa ring and the bell. Right. 
Um, and, um, and at one point the kid, like the kid, like gets a hold of, I think he's actually using like a squirt gun, but like there's a, there's a lady bandit, I think. And she like catches him in like the basement or the laundry room or something. Yeah. And he's got the, he's got the gun and he's pointing it at her and she just like puts her hands up and like, and like slowly walks out and he's like, yeah, you better run. Yeah. Cause he thinks it's. Cause, cause the like guns got switched or whatever. Right. Um, and she's like, she left her bag down there or something like that. And it, it looks like he got her gun out of the bag. Yeah. And then he like, and then he like pulls the trigger and it's like a squirt gun after she leaves. <laughs> and he gives, okay. he gives this, does this like cheesy grin. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the reason why that, the reason why that, um, the reason why that stuck in my head is because after she leaves, he finds the actual gun, the actual real gun. And he like sort of picks it up by the handle gingerly, Mm -hmm. takes it over to a trash can, drops it into the trash can and very deliberately says, yuck. (laughs) And even like teenager me was like, wow. Wow. That's the most heavy-handed virtue signaling I've ever seen. Like, yeah, you could like even if you take Yuck. the even if you take the uh, the most like even if you take the most like agreeable version of that, which yeah. is that like seven-year-old children should not be handling firearms, and that's what they're yucking about. Is like this becomes a different movie if the child has a gun and just starts gunning down bandits, yeah, you know. Yeah, but even still, like it was, it was done in such a deliberately framed way that even I, being like, yeah, you really shouldn't have that, was like, oh, you've you've managed to make sending the message that children shouldn't be handling firearms, you've managed to take something that simple and make it cringy. And make it uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like how gross. Anyway, that game, that movie's garbage. Um, I just want to say, I I looked it up because I was curious. Okay. And there's this, Home Alone Four, taking mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. the house. Uh, this is particularly confusing to me because it stars this random kid on the cover. Uh, as is that Kevin Mc- Stewart. As Kevin McAllister. Yes, it is. As Marv, they they just. They, oh, it's just a reboot. But it's not. But it is. But I guess is it is it a is it just a reboot? I'm if it's confused. Kevin McAllister, oh. it's a reboot. But why would they Unless use the it's same supposed names? to be Kevin McAllister Jr. But why would it's not, but why would they use the same names? I guess it's just a reimagining it's a of Home Alone, yes. And then there's this that followed it. Home Alone, like, the holiday heist, unlike all of the other heists, which are all at Christmas. No, hold on, hold on. It followed it 10 years later. Dude, you know how this goes. Like, there's no I new know. ideas. Everything is everything is prime for, wow. Like, I'm looking at it now, and they've just made every kid do the, like, hands <laughs> on the face screaming. Yes. Like, ugh. Anyway, I... I don't regret playing this aside from the uh, some some minor arm pain. Sure, um, no, I think I I mean I I had fun I, going I had through a with good you time, again. But like it wasn't, it's... again, it's it, this is another this fault. We say this 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 goes into the same category. It's not not that if this was your game as a kid, but this goes into the category of uh, 
if you're playing through it with someone else as a joke, it's entertaining on your own. No, you would. Like, you wouldn't you, bother. Yeah. If you're looking at this as just like a game for game's sake, this is this has about as much content and is about as entertaining as like an average Newgrounds game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's about where we're at with it. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about a it's about a an average Newgrounds game. It, it strict it strikes me very much as a flash game in terms of its in terms of its design control complexity like mm-hmm. and i suppose like that sort of early pc era game is kind of what you started to see as like pc flash games but yeah or, like, that's sort of where that that's sort of where a lot of that development went is like yeah just you know just draw something up in flash real quick and well, real quick, like Flash was easy to use. <laughs> Just, you know, whip it up. Rip Flash, by the way. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that are uh, pretty wild to make, I was reading a a, a, a piece about Banjo-Tooie being created. And oh, yeah? they were talking about how to place the items in on like when they were making games for 64. Mm-hmm. They didn't they, they didn't have such a thing as like a a PC, like a demo kit or like a way to do stuff on a computer. They were literally using a 64 controller to fly around the 3D world and place items. That's rad. Isn't that insane? Like, like play the video game to make the video game. So that's why Banjo-Tooie maker. Like I've, I've heard stories about how it was really hard to make games on Nintendo 64. And I didn't realize it was because they didn't have like an editor. They they don't have a programming environment. Right. Yeah, because the because it wasn't something like if they wanted something like that, they would have had to make it themselves. But it didn't it didn't like correlate, I guess. I don't know. Um, Because Banjo 2 was, you know, wild. Yeah, I know. Uh, That game came out really well. Yeah, I like Banjo Tooie, and well, that's how I guess Rare did a lot of like that's how Rare did their stuff. If if they wanted something done, they had to have in-house programmers make things like that. But then that makes me wonder about how many sixty-four games was were there people just <laughs> like flying around having to put items in spots and stuff like entire like think about it even big I don't know and like pieces like I don't know how that would work and think listen, about the menu cool oh my god. It- if there's a bunch of those things out there, if there's a bunch of those like programs or whatever out there, imagine if they like released that. Yeah, it'd be cool. Cause you literally had at that point, you literally have like insert game here maker. Yeah, that's what it is. Cause it's just, it's just maker software. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if <laughs> that, that stuff's just gone. Like it just got lost with time. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Entirely possible. Um, Well, and they were talking about how in, now when you're making games you can make a you can make a mock up in unreal and stuff but then you couldn't do that right like you didn't there is no easy way to make a 3D environment and just play around with it so everything they're doing is in real time with the the software that they're going to be using and that must be so hard to do that that's it, it sure, really gave yeah. me a whole ton of respect for any good game made on the Nintendo 64 yeah that's wild <laughs> speaking of know. good games made on Nintendo 64 yeah. Um. Or I suppose specifically one. Um. <laughs> next week's podcast is uh, the last of the year. Yes. And we are not playing a new game for it. No. We are going to recap all of our episodes up to this point, and we are going to tier list and rank all of the games that we played in 2020. All of the games, that, all the podcast games we played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just podcast game. I mean, most likely. That's a much bit like for me especially. That's a much bigger <laughs> project 
if I'm having to put like, you know, 13 Sentinels and Yakuza and whatever else I played this year up there. Well, it's, it's not really fair. I don't know if it's fair to because we have to we have to have like a realistic scale of things, I feel like, or we have to have two different scales <laughs> or else we're going to have a lot of games in the, in the same category. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about making tiers that are that correlate to like how likely we are to want to play it again. Ooh, that, yeah, that's interesting. Rather Whereas than like just the, like the top it. tier is like I would play this anytime. Sure. And then next, like the next one down is like, I could be convinced to play this again. Right. Yeah. Like I could, like if someone asked me to, I would, I would play this again. And then the next one is like, or to show it, like, it's gotta be like, I'd show this to a friend. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or like, or like I, I would play this under the right circumstances. Yeah. And then, and then there's the, uh, then there's the one where it's like, um, I'm glad I played it. Wouldn't play it again, but glad I did it once. Sure. You know, that seems good. And then the bottom tier is basically like, I don't ever want to see or think about this game again. <laughs> like, you know, there's the, there's the category that's like, I'm not mad about it. And then there's the category that's I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't have too many of those, but there's definitely a couple. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, un, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure as to whether we should do one together or if we should just have our, if we should just both have our own. It could be fun to, if, if we could just do it live together, that could be interesting. That's true. We could just, we could do like it we live have together. icons for all the games. Can't you like invite someone into those make a tier list topics? And then we just kind of, not, I can just, share, I can just screen share it like I did today. Yeah. And then we can just kind of do it together mm-hmm. um, as we go. Cause I think that would be fun to talk about it. And, and, yeah. and, well, well, I think it will be nice to sort of talk about. Maybe we'll have some, some questions or something. Some new like, insights. Some thoughts, there, like, there's going to be a couple of games where we just are like, I t- completely forgot playing this. Yeah. But uh, that's a that'll be the end, and then we actually won't have a podcast for the first week of January. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back into it. Well, with a with a brand new game. Well, not yeah. brand new, but. <laughs> that kind of flies in the face of what we do here although there brand was one brand us. new game that we played this year true it's just it's just new to us just yeah. new to us yeah we're we haven't decided what we're gonna do for the first podcast of 2021 yet but we're leaning towards something that is like possibly a little bit bigger and longer because now we have a little bit more time to to you know play something over the holidays and and something we're actually excited about like something yeah, Something, something we something we expect to have a good time with. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I mean, let's let's be real here. Our last 3 games were James Pond, Nights into Dreams and Home Alone. Like <laughs> we we deserve this. Yeah. As as exciting as excited as I was to re uh to to go back to Home Alone, I was just as equally excited to not actually have to be the one controlling it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> So, I'm same with James Bond. Actually, hey, good news! That game had exactly two music tracks, so you're getting one of them right now. Well, you know, you're in for kind of a weird treat. I'm not, it's an odd, it's an odd song, but it kind of is interesting. It, you know, it was it was inoffensive. It, it was really, inoffensive. It didn't really fit, and it did it was kind of creepy, but. I mean, it's kind of a creepy game where you're, you know, as we've discussed. Yeah, it's a a terrifying game in reality. 
it more so the more you think about what's actually happening. Right, right. That's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. So anyway, we'll see you all next week. Uh, remember that Kevin McAllister is a sociopath. Exactly. Have a great week. Bye, everyone. Thank you.